Mark the 11th chapter, Mark chapter 11. I, uh, I actually had some of these verses highlighted to move them off the top part of my notes and I just really felt this afternoon impressed to at least do this one more time tonight. So um, what the Holy Spirit's wanting us to say and what He's wanting to emphasize to us. Um, I'm happy to report to you tonight that I have the victory. I've had to... Uh, I've had to deal with a lot of distractions today. Anybody else had some distractions? Uh, to, really, this whole week, it's, it's been a lot of, a lot of distractions. Amen. Um, and uh, so praise God. But I am excited about what the, what the Word of God has to say to us tonight. So Mark chapter 11, let's begin at verse number 22. Um, so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And you could personalize this, you will have whatever you say. Okay? It just changed it when I said it that way, didn't it, right? He will have whatever he says. Who's the he here? He's talking about you. He will have, she will have, you will have whatever you say. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we've been talking from this portion of Scripture, a uh, few messages titled, uh, The Greatest uh, Faith Lesson Ever Taught. And this is Jesus demonstrating for you and me what faith can do. And it's not just what his faith can do, but it's what your faith can do. Romans 12 and 3 says that, that our Father, our God, has given to every person the measure of faith. Every human being has been given by their Creator the measure of faith. Amen. There are people that I really respect who believe that verse is only speaking to born-again believers, that only born-again believers have been given the measure of faith. But again, that's not how the Holy Spirit shown it to me. Because we used the faith that we were given by Him to receive the salvation gift that He offered to us. Jesus said the greatest faith he witnessed while on this earth as a man, the greatest faith he witnessed was in the life of a Roman centurion. The faith of a Roman centurion. This man wasn't a Bible scholar. This man hadn't, hadn't uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? He was a, he was a warrior. He, 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 he represented the Roman government. And yet Jesus said this man's level of faith was uh, just off the charts, so to speak. So again, the Bible says God has given to every man. The, the King James Version says dealt. Dealt, D-E-A-L-T, like dealing. He has dealt to every man the measure of faith. If you're not familiar with this particular passage and what's going on here, the, the day before Jesus had spoken to a fig tree, He said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And then just walked on, and the disciples were like looking at each other, like, "What? You know, it's, you know, 
But the next day they understood what, right? The next day when they came by, the fig tree that Jesus had spoken to the day before had withered up and died from the roots. And so in that moment of, of astonishment, in, in, that, in that moment of what are we seeing here, what has happened here, what is all of this about, Jesus wanted them to understand what it was all about. This is when he said those words, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Now, I want to talk to you for a moment tonight about potential, but let me just praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me just real quick, I'll put them on the screen. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. See, most people in the church, most people who've been saved, they have no problem believing that nothing is impossible for Jesus. And we study the, the Gospels, we study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we study the life of Jesus, and we're amazed at the miracles, we're amazed at what He did, we're, we're amazed at the people He healed, we're, we're amazed at, at, the, at the situations that, that He completely turned around. And, 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 and again, thank God for the demonstration. But Jesus consistently emphasized throughout His ministry that these were not just things that he could do, but that they were, matter of fact, he said it this way in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you will do also, and even greater works, because I go to my Father. So notice here in Matthew 17, he's saying that nothing will be impossible for you. And I like to pull these two phrases out of this verse just to emphasize them. If you have faith, you will say to this mountain. If you have faith, you will say to this mountain. For some reason, this example just keeps coming back up in, in my spirit. So let me just share it right quick and we'll look at, at another verse. Imagine like... A, um, a company that develops weaponry for our military. Um, you know, helicopters, tanks, different kinds of, of weapons. And obviously those are for-profit companies. You know, they, they don't just do it out of the goodness of their heart. They, they design and develop and, and invest millions, hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes into, the, into these things. Um, because they're wanting to sell them to, you know, our, our nation's military. And so just imagine now that, let's just say it's a fighter jet, that, that, that they've developed this new fighter plane, and they've got all the generals and secretary of defense, whatever, everybody's there. And they're demonstrating what this machine will do. They're demonstrating its capabilities. They're, they're trying to, to show these uh, you know, military officials the potency. They're, they're, they're trying to show them the accuracy. They're, they're, they're trying to get them to see uh, the maneuverability. Um, all, the, all the different things that this particular um, you know, military implement 
uh, will do and how it'll do it better than the previous generation of things that are similar and, and so forth and so on. Are you following what I'm saying? Do you, do you have that vision? Do you have that imagery in your mind? This is, this is to me the, the, the tone, if you will, of what took place standing there in front of that withered up fig tree. Jesus was demonstrating a weapon. He was demonstrating an, an instrument. He, he was showing them what faith will do. He, he took it out for, a, for a, a test drive, if you will. He, 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 he did something with it that was, that was out of the ordinary. This, this is one of the more uh, out of the ordinary things that Jesus did. Obviously, casting out devils is a very powerful thing, and Jesus did that by the thousands. Uh, he healed people by the thousands. You know, so, but this right here was, as far as all the miraculous things that, that Jesus did, this one was kind of an oddity. If you, if you understand, I mean, like the fig tree drying up, I mean, what, you know? Um, but again, it was just another way. All of those other things that Jesus did, they were a demonstration of what, of what your faith will do, what my faith will do. But here it was like, man, we're just going to, we're just going to show you, you know, the raw ability of faith and how it doesn't just have to be, um, you know, uh, because somebody has a desperate need and we, we need to scrape together enough faith to see if we can't, because the doctors can't help and this and that, and it's kind of like faith is the last straw kind of thing. No, no, see, that's a wrong mentality. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be our, our, our last-ditch effort. It should be our go-to every time. Amen. All right, so let me, Matthew 21. Praise God. Matthew chapter 21, verse 20. And when, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? In other words, if, if lightning, and, and that happens sometimes on a cursed planet, if lightning strikes a tree... It's going to take it a while before the whole thing withers up and, and is just brittle dead. You know what I'm saying? If lightning had struck this fig tree, it wouldn't be dried up from the roots the next morning. It would eventually dry up and die, but it wouldn't be that way the next morning. So they're like, man, it's not just dead. It's, it's dead so soon. So Jesus answered and said to them, notice what he's emphasizing. Please pay close attention to what Jesus is emphasizing. Every time they ask a question, every time they make a comment, every time they, they, they say something in reference to this miracle, Jesus brings it right back to their front doorstep. So Jesus answered and said, answered and said to them, assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, you will do what was done to the fig tree and beyond that. Also, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. It will be done. Our God is a God of creativity. Just look at the world that He created. 
Look at the people that he created. How no one's ever had your same fingerprints and no one ever will. You talk about diversity in creativity. I mean, that's, that's our Heavenly Father. And you only have to look at the things and the people He created to understand that He is huge on creating people and things with potential inside of them. If you look at when He created the animals, the Bible says that, that everything He created, He created it with the seed inside of it to reproduce. If you want the answer to the age-old question, which came first, the chicken or the egg, it, it was a tie. Because everything that God created, He created with the seed inside of it to reproduce itself. He never created a chicken that didn't have an egg in it, you see what I'm saying, to, to, to make another chicken. Right? He created Adam with seed inside of him to produce every human being. So when we talk about potential, our, our God is, is, is a God who is... Who, I don't know if obsessed is the right word to use. I mean, no disrespect, Father, in that. But, but He is all about, thank you, Holy Spirit. He is all about potential. He is all about, you know, the Bible tells us to not despise small beginnings. He's all about, listen, we're talking about a God who put a, a, a hundred foot tall, six feet around at the base, you know, uh, oak tree in an acre and that big. Potential, right? Everything He created has potential in it to do more than what it, what it appears to be able to do, to become more than what it appears it's able to become. And that includes, my friend, listen, it doesn't exclude us. We are at the top of that. Everything God created has potential in it. And you are His prized creation. And you, my friend, have the greatest potential of everything God created. He invested it inside of you. Potential is what you're capable of doing but haven't done yet. What you're capable of becoming but haven't become yet. Potential. And I believe the measure of faith that is in you, the measure of faith that is in me, represents the greatest potential of all the potential that you have. You may have... Uh, the potential to write a song. You may have the potential to write a book. You may have the potential to, to become president of the United States of America. It is all, it is all this potential to learn, potential to grow, potential to make a difference, potential to change the world, potential to help somebody else, potential to, to, to do something that will, will leave a legacy that will continue to give glory to God and make a difference in people's lives 150 years after you've left this earth, right? All of these things that, that, that we, each individual, we have potential, right, to, to produce. Remember now, and, and I'm not trying to make you nervous about this, but if you look carefully at what Jesus taught us about how we will one day be judged, we will be judged by our Father based upon what we've done with what we were given. 
when He handed out the different talents, He gave one man five, one man three, was the other what, two or one I guess? I don't remember the exact numbers, but it, it, was, it wasn't necessarily all the, the same, right? But when He returned, notice the guy who had five talents, He had taken those five talents and used those to produce five additional talents. The other guy, three additional talents. The other guy, he took his talent and rather than trying to do something with it, to produce something more with it, he was afraid and the Bible says he buried it. He buried it. Do you see how this is representing the potential? In other words, he, he gave this man five talents because he recognized this man had the ability to take five talents and produce five more talents with those five talents. To, to double it, if you will. Are you, are you seeing this, right? So again, our Heavenly Father, he, he invests this potential in us and then like a seed, right? He didn't just create seed. He created soil. He created water. He created sunlight. He, he, he created, are you understand everything that, that that seed needs? But then notice a farmer can take that seed and, and, and plant three tomato plants. Or he can, he can plant 3,000 acres of corn just based on initiative and desire and ability and what, and what have you. I mean, this is, this is how our Father operates. It's, 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 it's a window in to, to His world. He loves to see things grow. He loves to see things develop. He loves to see a seed, right? One seed become a, a, a stalk of corn with, with hundreds of corn kernels on it that could then become a whole field of corn that could then become a whole industry of corn are you seeing this this is this is our, 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 you say well pastor mark how what are you basing that on look around you right that's why he gives us seeds he he, he gives us a word he he, he gives us a uh uh, a command. He, he, he gives us an invitation. He, he gives us an opportunity. Think about it. He said, whatever you bind on earth, having already been bound in heaven, right? Whatever you bind on earth, is, if, is, it's already been bound in, in, in heaven, it'll be bound on earth, right? Whatever you loose on earth, having it already been released, already been loosed in heaven, it'll, it'll be loosed upon the earth. Notice he's talking about initiative there. Think about that for a moment. He didn't say, hey, fellas, I'm going to preach the gospel to the world. Do you want to come go with me? He said, no, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Right? And he just, again, an invitation, an opportunity, potential, a seed, a word, a message, a command, all of these things. He just, he just put them out there for us. We can pick them up and run with them, or we can leave them laying right there. It glorifies Him. Right? We talk about these amber waves of grain. The amber waves of grain glorify our Father. When things are developed and cultivated and, 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 and you take something that's untamed and tame it and, 
and, and something that's, that's broken down and, and, and build it. Are you understand what I'm saying? All of this, it, it, it's, it's honoring and glorifying our Father. But the one thing, the one thing, see, he didn't say, he didn't say without money it's impossible to please me. He didn't say without motivation and success it's impossible to please me. He didn't, he didn't even say without, uh, you know, developed potential it's impossible to please me. He said without faith it's impossible to please me. Faith is a mustard seed, right? He gave every human being in this room, right now, every human being in this room has on board in your life the measure of faith. No different, thank you, Holy Spirit, no different than the measure of faith he gave to Jesus. No different than the measure of faith he gave to the Apostle Paul. No different than the measure of faith he gave to the, to the Apostle John. No different than the measure of faith that he gave to Billy Graham. No different than the measure of faith he gave to Reinhard Bonnke. No different than the measure of faith that he gave to D.L. Moody. No different than the measure of faith, right? What's the difference? Some have developed and, and, and learned and have used, and by reason of use, have gotten stronger in faith while others it just remains untapped potential in their lives. Again, I'm going to say it. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying this to us so strongly tonight, right? The measure of faith inside of you represents the greatest potential that you have in your life. Because again, if you learn how to operate in faith, you can do the works that Jesus did and even then some, even greater works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Potential. Potential. I want to read this again to you tonight. Matthew 21, 20 through 21. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I know some of you can just about verbatim say what I'm about to say next, but some of you, somebody in here needs to hear this again. Somebody in here needs to hear it for the first time. The King James Version would translate assuredly, verily, verily. And I appreciate the New King James translation of taking verily, verily and making it assuredly because back in the day when the King James Version was pretty much all that I studied, I thought verily, verily was being stated for emphasis. Kind of like, listen, listen, hear ye, hear ye. That's not what verily, verily means. When Jesus said assuredly, or even on some occasions, most assuredly, what he was basically preparing us for was what I'm about to say is going to sound so over the top, so unbelievable that it's potentially preposterous. Do you remember, do you remember Abraham and Sarah, Abram and Sarai in those days? Their response when God made his promises to them, they laughed in his face. 
It seemed ridiculous. No way this is ever going to happen. She couldn't have kids in her 20s. Now she's pushing 100 and she's going to have a baby. Yeah, right. And they laughed. Right? So when Jesus says, assuredly I say to you, he's recognizing that these are some strong statements that people are going to look at incredulously, that people are going to look at and say, oh man, yeah, right. No, he, there must be some hidden meaning here. There must be some, you know, allegory, mystery or something. He can't mean this literally. He's saying assuredly, this is what I'm literally saying here. If you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree. This is not out of reach for any person in this room. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Notice Jesus did not walk this back. Do you understand walking it back? He didn't say, look, okay, guys, I, I, I was just kind of being over the top with the fig tree thing. Don't get too carried away with that. I mean, it's not like you could do that, but your faith can do some things. I mean, you know, I mean... No, no, see, he didn't walk it back. He got even more bold. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also, in addition to, if you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, it will be done. I've asked you some version of this question now, off and on for the last several Wednesday nights. I'm going to ask you again tonight, same question, just a different way, right? What mountain are you currently speaking to in your life? What fig tree are you currently speaking to in your life? If you have faith, you will say to this mountain. Now, if, if some of you were, you know, taught like I was taught in my early days in Sunday school, you know, that if there's a mountain in your life, you beg God to move it. You know, it's like, oh God, you know, it's an obstacle. When are you going to move this obstacle? God, when are you going to get this problem out of my way? God, when are you going to fix this? And then because the problem's not fixed after begging God to fix it, we come up with all these strange doctrines, you know. Well, God's leaving that mountain there to test you. He's, he's trying to teach you something through that mountain. He's trying to make you a better person because of that mountain. Maybe in this case, you're supposed to move the mountain with a shovel. Maybe in this case, you're supposed to climb that mountain. Maybe in this case, you're supposed to just grin and bear the mountain, right? So come on, all these crazy things, right? Just all these excuses, right? No, no, see, again, he did not say, if you ask me to move the mountain, I'll move it for you. He said, if you have faith, you will say to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Get out of my way. Right? Are you seeing this? Now, sometimes we get, let me just say, I start to say we get stuck. We're not stuck. Sometimes we remain in a place because there are people who are stuck and we're trying to get you unstuck. You see the difference there? We're not stuck on Mark 11, you know. 
some of us are stuck with a mindset that doesn't agree with Mark 11, and we're trying to, we're trying to unstick you. Amen. Amen. Say, well, Pastor Mark, it's kind of odd, you know, just, well, amen. Do you not think it was, it's looked odd, seemed odd when Jesus spoke to a tree? How about when he jumped all over a fever's case? The Bible says he rebuked a fever. Do you know what it is to be rebuked? When somebody's rebuking you, they're not talking nice to you. They're scolding you. They're, right? Let me give you an example of a rebuke. Young man, what are you doing in this room? Get out of here now. You're not supposed to be in here. Right? That's a, that's a rebuke. That's, right? Except for Jesus didn't rebuke a young man for being in a room he wasn't supposed to be in. He rebuked a fever for being in a body it wasn't supposed to be in. Fever, what in the, what do you think you're doing? Get out of here now. And it immediately left her. The fever immediately left her. Jesus could have very easily turned around and said, have faith in God. Because that was as much a demonstration of faith as the fig tree was. Amen. Paul said it this way, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, right? I'm on my knees begging, in other words. That's what he, I mean, he's being polite about it, but he's basically saying, please, pretty please, I'm begging you. Would you, would you just bow up in faith one time about something? Amen. Amen. We will do everything and try anything and everything else. And Jesus, Jesus said, look, if you'll just speak to it, it'll move. It'll move, right? Amen. Amen. All right, stand with me. Praise God. Father, thank you for this time together this evening. Thank you, sir, for the measure of faith that you've given each one of us. And thank you, Father, for the potential that that measure of faith represents in every one of our lives. The potential, Father, to make a difference. The potential, Father, to use faith to feed hungry people. The potential, Father, to use faith to believe you for the resources that are needed Lord, to build buildings, to, to send out missionaries, Father, to, to buy automobiles for folks. Lord, just, just so many different things, Father. Lord, faith is the victory that overcomes every distraction, every obstacle, every barrier, every hindrance in this world. Faith is the victory that overcomes it. Father, as we humble ourselves before you to walk alongside Jesus in this life, to learn from him, please teach us the ways of faith. Teach us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, Father, to grow in faith, 
to take that seed, that measure that you've given us, and use it. Lord, to feed it and grow it and use it and strengthen it. Endure in faith, Father. Again, Lord, we thank you for this time this, together this evening. As we go, Lord, back to our homes, Lord, I pray that other people would see our good works and glorify you as we let our light so shine before them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, look forward to seeing you on Sunday, communion service, first Sunday of the month. Have a